We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski, uh, coming to you from New Athens, Illinois. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark, coming to you from beautiful South St. Louis, where I serve as pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church. And Matt, we're about ready now to wrap up uh, Lent, uh, the ending now of Holy Week. Uh, tomorrow, everyone will be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so last week, I shared with uh, everyone kind of one of the obscure characters of the Passion Story, a man named Malchus. And I understand that you want to one-up me. You have an even more obscure character, right? <laughs> it was hard to do, John. Malchus is pretty obscure. <laughs> pretty obscure. The guy that gets his ear lopped off. Well, we don't uh, even know his I've name. My best. John gets around his right. Yeah, so who is it? Who did you want to talk about, Matt? <laughs> so I'd like to talk today about... Barabbas. Barabbas. All right. Uh, Barabbas is kind of the bad guy of the whole passion account. I mean, he is, he's a bad dude. So what does Barabbas have to do with Jesus and with us? So we'll look at Barabbas a little bit today. Looking forward to it. And and I am. I, I was telling Matt before we started recording that I am interested because that is such an odd story that they throw in there about Barabbas. So I'm interested to see what what that has to say about us, Matt. So where do you want to begin? Well, we'll we begin. We'll, we'll eventually be getting to Mark chapter fifteen. Okay. So, if folks are listening at home to wrestling with the basics, uh, t- turn to Mark fifteen. Uh, we'll get there in just a little bit. Um, John and, and I were, again were talking before the show, and it's interesting that Barabbas is in all four of the Gospels. I think that's interesting too. Um, so, this guy must be important if he's worth all four of the Gospel writers talking about him. Uh, some talk about him more than others. Uh, the interesting thing, too, is Mark's gospel is so short, uh, and it's always so to the point, action-packed. But yet Mark spends quite a bit of time on Barabbas. Uh, I think that's interesting that for whatever reason, uh, Mark chose to really give us great detail about who this Barabbas is. So, again, we'll, we'll eventually get to Mark 15. Uh, what I wanted to start with, John, is when I, I preached recently on Barabbas, uh, which I really enjoyed— and the theme that I picked up on was yes, yes, Matt. Re- let me, Matt, let me interrupt yeah. you because you love to preach about insurrectionist murderers. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that you have a lot of that in your sermons. <laughs> give me an insurrectionist and a murderer, I'll give you a sermon. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, there's a lot of good fodder there, John. A lot of good there material. Is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it keeps people awake that way. You know, that, that's always <laughs> that's <right>. good. <laughs> So, yeah, but how many the, sermons can you do about John Wayne Gacy? That that's the thing. But, <laughs> but go ahead, Matt. <laughs> so yeah, our, our murderer insurrectionist today, uh, Barabbas. He reminded me <laughs> of of irony, uh, irony, because okay. I think when you look at this account, when you look, and especially as you compare Barabbas and Jesus, there's irony all over the place. Oh, yeah, so yeah. so how do you, how would you define irony, John? That's that's not an easy word to define. Uh, oh, but you want to uh, well, I don't know. Well, no, I'm gonna, go ahead, Matt, you define it. Well, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so hard to define. I think, you know, in one way to define it is um when you expect something to be the case and then the reality is 
it's not. radically different than what you expected. Yeah, yeah. So be- because it is so hard to define what I did, uh, I have some examples for you, John, oh, okay, for our cool. listeners. Now you're not, you're not, you're not going to Alana Morissette here, are you? <laughs> no. So <laughs> she had yes, a song yeah. about irony. Yeah, right. But that's, that's right. These are, are those hurt because they tell me her examples really weren't truly ironic. So you're going to do better than Alana Morissette. Well, I right? hope mine are truly ironic. And okay. if they're not, I, I, well, I that's ironic. It would be ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> if you were going to do ironic examples and they weren't ironic? Well, there's that a good example, be a definition well, of ironic. There you go. Okay, so, I'm sorry. Well, one of these involves kale, so I think you'll enjoy that Oh, one. good. I'll, I'll save good, that one good. for last. All right. Um, here's here's a, an example of irony. Um, the father of traffic safety is a mo- man by the name of William Eno. He invented the stop sign, the crosswalk, the traffic circle, the one-way street. But guess what? He never learned how to drive himself. Now that's ironic. Is that I? Okay, good. I'm <laughs> yes. glad I'm on the right track. Okay. I find that ironic. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's I? Here's one about a Crayola crayons. In 1990, after 35 years at Crayola, their retiring CEO Emerson Moser revealed that he was guess what, John? I don't know. Colorblind. Oh, the, the CEO that, of Crayola Crayons. That is ironic. ironic. That's <laughs> ironic. Yes. Okay. Uh, here's, here's another one. Uh, the, the band The Beatles. Uh, in 2002, yeah. a tree was planted in a park in Los Angeles in memory of Beatles guitarist George Harrison. Yeah. The tree later died, though, after being infested by, guess what? <laughs> Beatles. Beatles, there you go. Oh, man, is that ever ironic? Irony, ironic. Last one, John, last one. And here's the kale one. You'll love this. Okay. Uh, Before 2012, guess who the largest purchaser of kale in America was? Oh, I don't know. You'll never guess this. I'll never guess it. No. You'll never guess it. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. You know why? Because they use they use the kale to garnish their salad bars. Oh, you're kidding! Yeah, that's oh right. yeah. Before... That, is, that is ironic. <laughs> yeah, before 2012, Pizza Hut was the, the America's uh, largest per, uh, purchaser of kale. That is ironic. Oh well, boy! But appropriate because that's what you're supposed to use kale for. It's a garnish. <laughs> it's a garnish. You're not supposed not to actually. eat it. What happened in 2012 that people forgot that? I don't know. I don't know. But I we can know. at least remind people of that today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so We're so if nothing part. else comes from this show, at least we've been put that public service announcement out. You're supposed <laughs> to use it as a garnish. Don't eat it. All For right. goodness sake, don't yeah. eat it. <laughs> so that Hello. those are all ironic. I would grant you that. I still don't all know right. why it makes them ironic, but they do. That you can just tell, can't you? You yeah. just know they're ironic. Yeah, exactly. You, you expect one thing, and you you get another. Um, it's ironic. So okay, so I know what what John's thinking is. Oh, what does that have to do with? Barabbas? Yes, what That's does that question. have to do with Barabbas? <laughs> so I, I think and if it didn't of... have anything to do with it, it'd be ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be, John. It would be another example of irony on Wrestling yeah. of the Basics, and we are we are happy to educate people about rhetorical <laughs> devices like irony. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so there, there's irony between Jesus and Barabbas. I think I think this whole account is dripping with irony as we go through it, and we'll try to hit some of those ironic things that take place. Uh, I call it a, a brutal irony. I think between okay. Jesus and Barabbas. Uh, so let's go ahead and read the account from Mark. All right. So we'll we'll go ahead and read the whole thing through, and then let's try to pick up on some of those points of irony that are in the account. And John, if you see anything that's ironic as you read through it, you'll jump in, share it with okay. us. But let's read Mark 
chapter 15, beginning with verse 6. Now at the feast, he used to release, that's Pilate we're talking about. Pilate used to release for them one prisoner for whom they ask. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he had perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Why? What, what evil has he done? But they shouted out all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Yeah, so there's the account. And, and you, you picture this scene there, the governor of Judea, Pontius Pilate, uh, someone who is is trying to just really save his position. He, that's, that's what he's looking for, well, out for. He's yeah. looking out for himself. Um, he, he's, he's someone who came up uh, kind of with a middle-class background. He ended up marrying uh, the granddaughter of Caesar Augustus. Oh, so yes. He, yeah. he, he kind of yeah. marries up. and Marries because, into the, to the leadership, yeah. Exactly. And you, you kind of get the impression, as scholars have thought, that that's probably why he's the governor of Judea. It's not so much because he was you know, a top-notch governor or you know, a man of great skill, but probably because of who he married. So yeah. he's assigned there. And I, on the other hand, I don't think Pilate's a dummy. He knows that. He, he knows that he oh, might yeah. be on thin ice, yeah. um, that he needs to appease uh, everyone there. Keep 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 things running smoothly so he can keep his position. And, uh, and that's so, why you, that's why you married Lisa, because you thought that might get you in, in, in Concordia Publishing House, didn't you? <laughs> that's what you thought. That's right. You never know. That's, that's right. Someday. I hope that. You'll be the Sorry, CEO Lisa. of Concordia Publishing the, the, House. The cat's on the bag, Lisa. Just <laughs> <laughs> married you for the CPH connections. No, no, no. <laughs> when we got but you married, do get oh, free books every once in a while. I know we that. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we when we got married, we had no idea where either one well, of us would end up. We were too. just crazy college kids, John. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> but but for Pilate, that really was was the reality, though. That's for sure. Um, so uh, keep that in mind too. Pilate's trying okay. to, to please people here, trying to appease the Jews, and and there's this this interesting thing that takes place. So you. You get this impression he's on the judgment seat out there, passing judgment, because Pilate, as governor, for whatever reason he's there, it doesn't matter. He's still the one in authority, and he has the authority right. of Caesar behind him. He can condemn people to death. And so he brings out to them Jesus, who again and again, Pilate just testifies to his innocence. Pilate sees that. He's done nothing deserving death, at least. And then he brings out Barabbas. And this is kind of a last-ditch effort to, to save Jesus' life. And uh, to kind of force the Jews to make that decision themselves. Uh, so, Matt, I, I, I don't want to interrupt you here, but I, I think it's probably also worth noting that Pilate's on kind of shaky political ground at this point, because King Herod, who used to rule, he wants to have that back. You know, he would love to be back in charge of, of uh, uh, that area of, of Judah. And so he's constantly sending things off to Caesar saying, I don't know if this guy really, this Pilate guy, he's not really taking care of things the way he should be taken care of. So he knows that his his position there is a little tentative as well. So Yeah. And then the Caesar right now is Tiberius Caesar. Yeah. And he is 
um, he's nervous that someone's going to try to take over the the empire from him. So he's always looking out for uh, his governors. What what are they doing? Are they 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 getting too powerful? Or so he really is, like you said, multiple pressures bearing down on him right now, and it's kind of coming to a head now with this trial with Jesus. How is he going to handle it? Um, So uh, they have this. Custom. This is kind of a weird deal, John. Yeah, it so, is. It is. Yeah. So now at the feast, he used to release for them one prisoner, a uh, prisoner they asked. And there's really no details about this. And, you know, scholars aren't even quite sure what, what this was about. But what we know is the thief, feast of the Passover, at some point, this tradition is established that the Roman governor would re- release a criminal <laughs> and it would be the choosing of the Jews. So <laughs> kind of an, an interesting custom. So again, he brings out. The, the worst of the criminals that he had behind bars right now, Barabbas. Uh, Barabbas, someone who killed and murdered in the insurrection. And he's reasoning, well, surely, surely a crowd, if this is the choice, Jesus or Barabbas, surely they're going to say, well, go ahead and set Jesus free. Uh, keep Barabbas locked up so he doesn't do any more harm. But and, they're out to get Jesus so much that, uh, as we just read, they, they want to free Barabbas, free this murderer. And, and and the thing is, Matt, you'll read some commentators and, and they kind of portray Barabbas as if he might have been a leader of the zealots, uh, you know, these people that were, were fighting for Palestinian yeah. freedom. And, and then you might think, well, yeah, maybe they would vote for this guy then if he's been kind of the freedom uh, uh, leader. Uh, but uh, it, it seems like from the con- – well, first of all, why would Pilate ever release a guy like that? You're just asking for more more trouble. And, and from the, the context of, of the other Gospels and this Gospel too, it seems like he was more uh, – you know, when they got those riots, man, in, in my 69 years of existence, I have seen riot after riot after riot. It seems like we love to do riots riots in yeah. the United States. For any reason, uh, yeah. And, and then there are people that are there for a cause, right? You know, that they're, they're there, and, and it often starts off as a peaceful demonstration. But you can always tell there's these bad actors. We actually have a term for them now. We didn't have that back in the 60s. But we have a term, we call them bad actors, who are just there to for the violence and to, and to steal a TV or something like that. And I get the impression that's the kind of guy that Barabbas was. Just a mean, nasty guy. And you're right. So no one, even 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 the people that were wanted freedom from Rome, this is not the kind of person that they, they're going to support. So, uh, Yeah, yeah. So there's multiple words that describe the guy. You're right, John. So he's yeah. called a, a murderer. He's called a rebel, right? Yeah. Uh, and then there's other words that describe him too. So John's gospel, uh, I know you love your Greek words, John. So yeah. here's, here's another one for you. John's gospel describes him as a lestus, a lestus. Yes, yeah. And that's that's the word that's translated in English as a thief. He was a thief, right. uh, a robber. Uh, but that word lestus, another place that it's used is in the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the parable of the Good Samaritan. All right. So uh, the Good Samaritan, when it says that, um, you know, Jesus says a man is going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell into the hands of Lestus. That's the word that's used, Alestus. So Alestus is, like you said, John, a thief, a robber. You're you're right. Uh, But then those Lestuses, what do they do to the man traveling? Uh, They beat him and leave him half dead and then they depart. Uh, They they leave him to die. So Alestus seems to be kind of like a a robber, but also kind of a thug robber that's going to, you know, steal your stuff, but, you know, they'll even go the extra step and maybe beat you up too. Um, so that that's kind of the impression we get. Um, and, and, and Matt, just a, I, a ne'er-do-well, you know, just a, a no good guy. 
and, and Matt, thank you, because that's the perfect word for them, isn't it? A, a thug. Because, you yeah. know, John John uses Lestis, too, and when he talks about himself being the good shepherd, and he talks about the robbers, right? He's not, the, yeah. the, those are the other people. And, and, and again, it's the same thing. They're the ones that come to kill and destroy, uh, which is a word we'll actually have next week, hopalumai, uh, to destroy, to perish. So so I anyway, I, I like that thug. So it's not the guy that comes up and says, give me your money, and then walks away. No, this is the guy that says, give me your money. You give him the money, and then he still pistol whips you, right? Yeah. He just yeah. beats you up to beat you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the, the 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 point of all this is is this is not the type of guy you would want released to be no. <laughs> you know to be roaming the streets with your family right so no. again if Pilate realizes that surely they're not going to want to release Barabbas so yeah on the one hand then Barabbas is is guilty right he's he's there for good reason oh yeah I mean he really has done wrong he's behind bars for a reason justice has been served here and maybe he's even awaiting death uh, and maybe he knows it maybe he he's, he's even scheduled to die. Uh, on Friday. Oh, yeah. I, I, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Because this is the word used for the people that hang next to Jesus. Yes. They're Lestis yeah, too. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. so here's, you know, so <clears throat> as, excuse me, John, I'm sorry. As Barabbas is released, yeah, he may have been on death row. It may be yeah. the very, you know, Good Friday that was supposed to be Barabbas there on that middle of three crosses. Um, yeah, he's guilty. And so, and then here's, here's where the irony begins to pick up. All right. So on the other hand, Jesus, he is, he's innocent. <clears throat> Pilate realizes that. And again and again, Pilate acknowledges Jesus' innocence. He wants to just kind of teach him a lesson, you know, beat him up a little, satisfy the religious leaders, and then let him go. Um, so he's innocent. But I, I think to go even beyond that, John, you know, not only is Jesus innocent of, of crimes and something deserving of death, but I mean, Jesus is, is completely innocent. He's innocent of any sin whatsoever. And again and again, the, the Bible testifies to that. Um, you know, 2 Corinthians 5, it's, it talks about Jesus a knowing no sin. Uh, he's innocent. And so which one is going to be set free? Uh, guilty Barabbas or totally, completely sinless, innocent Jesus? And the one that's set free is, is Barabbas. Barabbas. And that's that's some irony there, I think, John. You wouldn't expect that. You'd expect Jesus to go free, but it's it's Barabbas. So the guilty um, is freed and the the guiltless is punished. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You know, and you can you know, and you can imagine being Barabbas. I mean, you know, you're you're in prison, maybe even on death row, and then the next moment you're free. Yeah, incredible, you know, and what that must have been like. Um, uh, just a few other things, I, irony too. You know, the name Barabbas, the name Barabbas means son of the father, son of the father. Yep. And, yeah. and the name, you know, Jesus, of course, is, as we know, the son of the father, the heavenly father. Um, you know, again and again, the Bible tests to that. You know, Jesus must be about his father's business. From the cross, hey. Jesus is going to say, Father, forgive them. And so that, that brutal irony, it, it continues, Barabbas... Um, you know, guilty of his crimes, the son of the father in name only. And Jesus is the son of the father in every way. And yet he's the one who goes to the cross. 
And and Matt, there's some there's some uh, uh, evidence that Barabbas's first name was also Jesus. So add mm-hmm. that to your list of irony. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which Jesus is it going to be? Oh boy. Yeah. You know that that song, that Lenten song, "My Song Is Love Unknown." I think it really. Oh yeah. That one verse, verse five, picks up on the irony. So it says, um, uh, "I'll just read part of it." A murderer they save, the prince of life they slay. Mm. You know, a murderer they save, Barabbas, the prince of life, Jesus they slay. Uh, but then it goes on. Uh, yet cheerful he to suffering goes that he as foes from thence might free. It also acknowledges that Jesus, he does this willingly. And I think that's, you know, not a brutal irony, but that's that's sort of a blessed irony in all this too. Uh, a blessed irony to the story. Um, Barabbas, he's guilty, no doubt about it. But yeah. again, we realize he's not the only one who's guilty. We are too. Um, we're guilty too. And maybe it's not of being a lestus, uh, a thug, right? Or a murderer, perhaps, literally, but still, boy, uh, again and again, the Bible attests that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. Uh, our besties are like filthy rags. You know, we should, we, we're all Barabbases. Uh, each of us could be called Barabbas. Um, each of us, again, are guilty of, the, of sin and we bear the wages of sin. And what's the wages of sin? The same sentence that Barabbas likely had, death. Uh, but again, here's the, the blessed part of the irony is, of course, uh, Barabbas was guilty, yet he was set free. Um, and as guilty as we are, we're set free too. Uh, we're set free too by the very same one that allowed Barabbas to go free. We're set free through Jesus Christ. Um, you know, not only did, did Jesus take Barabbas's place, perhaps that next day, you know, on Friday, uh, but he also took our place there on the cross too, that he died the death that we deserved, that he's the substitute for us, uh, that we are, we are set free, totally set free, uh, forgiven, made right before God, uh, pronounced innocent, all because of Jesus Christ. Um, so, I mean, that is, that is a blessed irony for sure. Uh, and you know, now that we're innocent, we can each be—we're each a son or a daughter of the Father. Uh, we can bear that name uh, through being connected to Jesus' death in our baptism. That name is given to us, uh, even though we don't deserve it. Just as Barabbas certainly didn't deserve to be set free either. You know, John, I uh, well, preached Matt, this. Did, yeah, oh, go ahead. Thing, real quick, well, yeah. I was just going to say, and, and I think it's significant that 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 there has to be a substitution for that to happen. That it's not just like you can just say, oh, I'll just go ahead and go. Uh, No, no. Jesus had to substitute in order for Barabbas to be set free. And Jesus, of course, has to be our substitute as well. Uh, Because something has to be done. Somebody's got to be punished. That's that's the whole situation there, too, right? Somebody's, there's an opening on the cross. (laughs) Somebody's got to go. You can't have an empty cross, right? No, no, no. (laughs) So, Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, justice has to be served. God is a God uh, is just. Uh, sin must be punished, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's an abomination to God, and yet the punishment isn't placed on us, even though we're deserving of it, most certainly, but it's placed on his Son, and uh, through him we are, we are set free, set free by his blood. Um, you know, there's, there's a million different ways we can be guilty, right, John? There's yeah. countless ways we can be guilty, and, and we're guilty of many of them. Lots of different sin, but there's only one way to be set free. There's only one way to be pronounced innocent, and that's that's through Jesus. Uh, that's through Jesus. That's it. That's it. That was the only way out for Barabbas, and that's the only way out for us, uh, that Jesus took the punishment that, that we deserved. 
in our place. And, you know, it's, it's, it's unexpected, right? Uh, I, I preached this sermon in the morning, and uh, it, our school children are there from, from Word of Life School. And I was talking about how we have uh, Barabbas, who is guilty, and Jesus, who is innocent. And which one is Pilate going to set free? And the kids all said, Jesus! Uh, you know, that's usually the right answer, right? Jesus! Yeah, yeah. But then I had to say, well, not this time. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not, that's not how it worked. We would expect that. Of course, Jesus is innocent. And be honest, that he's perfect, sinless. Uh, but yet, no, Barabbas is the one who's set free. Uh, Jesus is the one who goes to the cross. That's not what's expected. That's not, how, that's not how our justice works. But yet, that's what God does out of love for us. Uh, justice is served in that way, in that way of love and grace. And Jesus goes in the place of Barabbas and in the place of us. Yeah, incredible. It's incredible. And we thanks be to God. And and Matt, I remember the passage you shared with us a few weeks ago about for well, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. So yeah, if he can save a Barabbas, he can certainly save uh, people like you and me and our listeners. This yeah. has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics.